You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the director and writer for The After, Misan Harriman, and the film's star, David Oyelowo. Well, Masan and David, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me about your short film, The After. I appreciate your time. Pleasure. So, Masan, let's start with you. Uh, this is a, a tragic story uh, about grief and, and loss and the journey to heal. Where did this idea start for you? Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, a tapestry of, um, you know, personal experiences and reflections. But but, but really, the, the, the crescendo of it all was... Um, lockdown you know and 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 george floyd you know 2020 being that year where um we we couldn't pretend anymore that we were okay and uh i think um this this film was born out of a a big part of um of the, the the experience all of us went through in the summer of 2020 and why did you feel that this story was was best suited for a short film well, you know, I, I think as a new filmmaker, um, that the medium of short films is is a great way to not just learn the ropes, but to to really um, um, not be overwhelmed uh, into um, the, the, the 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 storytelling process. And um, I felt the narrative arc for Dior, um, if we did our job correctly, could be put into um that 18 minute um viewing time so you know i think history history will let us know if we did our job correctly but um i felt we could pack it in and david how did you get connected with misan and and uh how did you come to star in the after um so um misan had reached out to me over instagram through a, a dm uh, i never ever checked them uh so it was <laughs> probably one of the things that suggests this was fated in some way. Um, I was in the UK at the time. It, it was, it was, we were in the red hot eye of, of COVID. So people were not really um, in each other's orbit. I was shooting something, but it was beset with all the COVID protocols. So we were in that very bizarre time uh, in, in recent human history. Um, but I had been aware of Miss Anne's photographs of the Black Lives Matter movement and um, had been very, very taken by how arresting each and every image I was seeing that he took. There was a story in there. And so when I connected the dots between the photographs I'd been seeing and the man who had just slid into my DMs, I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's it's that guy. And 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 he had mentioned in that DM to me that he was looking to um segue into movie making and he had an idea he wanted to talk to me about and soon after that we uh set a call and and he started speaking to me about this idea um which sounded very intense but what really garnered my intent my attention uh was the fact that i just thought the mind and the perspective that was capturing these images that felt like stories in and of themselves, that combined with the moving image is something that I'm 
I'm very interested to explore. And that's how our, that's how our relationship began. Hmm. So is the lesson from that, that uh, people should just DM light you, um, light up your DMs? Is that, okay. Don't you, don't you dare suggest that my life will be a hell. <laughs> Well, uh, this is very performance heavy uh, and and a heavy performance at that. Uh, how did you get yourself in the headspace and how did Masan help you get in the headspace to portray especially th- those especially emotional scenes? Masan and I connected over our own individual experiences with grief. Um, he lost a cousin under very tragic circumstances in the 7-7 bombings in London. I had recently lost both my parents uh, over the period of about three to four years through various illnesses. Um, One, my mom, it was a protracted process. She was in a vegetative state for three years before she eventually passed away. So that was a, a very bizarre grieving process, which if I'm totally honest, continues till today. Um, and then my dad, who, who died of colon cancer, that was more orthodox, if you like, and 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 weirdly more um, healthy, more normal. Um, but I had had two interactions with losing people who are very, very near and dear to me. And so those emotions were palpable, that, that they were very accessible. For me, they they still are. And what really scared me about this film was the fact that I knew, because of the, the kind of actor I aspire to be, that that will inevitably be something I would have to draw on. And and it, it led to a bit of resistance for a moment there uh, uh, of, of wanting to engage. But for whatever reason, seared into my DNA is the need to be scared when it comes to storytelling. And so that fear became the, the driving force for, for wanting to do the film. And Masan, how did you touch on your own grief throughout the filmmaking process? You know, one one of the things we all need to recognize is um, that you know, vulnerability is, is part of the human story. And it's something that I've been going through um, like like many of us, um, particularly after the last three years, you know, the, I would be lying to you if I said that um, I haven't had a you know moments of deep retrospective retrospection on 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 um, facing the parts of myself that um, I've been running away from for too long. But I think beyond my own grief, there is, you know, David touched upon the cultural you know, almost identical um, <laughs> experiences in, in in terms of who we are, Nigerian, born, raised in the UK, similar ages. Um, and I think within that, 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 that there is an unspoken um, trust um, that I, what I know David gave me, and, and I would hope I, I, I gave him, that um, would, would allow um, the places that, his performance go to, 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 to feel, I would say, um, warranted and protected. It's really difficult to articulate, um, someone who you, you met a year ago, yet it feels like our forefathers knew each other. Mm -hmm. And then to have that, to have, you know, and, and, and I, I, I look like 
David's late father and 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 I, I think you know to be on set and he could just just give me eye contact that you know it's hard to explain Daniel but there there is there's something else beyond us going on without getting too spiritual and 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 maybe that that yeah, I don't want to speak for David but maybe that it you know helped him to go to some of the places that he he did you've watched them in unforgettable adventures love affairs and tragedies now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories from the makers of death of a rock star and death of a sports star this is death Ready. of a film star and starring heath ledger marilyn monroe chadwick boseman robin williams carrie fisher and bruce lee Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Uh, well, I, I want to talk about the filmmaking as well. Toward the end of the short, Masan, you have a, a really nice long shot, two minutes or so, uh, from, from the girl's hug to David getting in the car. Tell me about the process of, of capturing that long take. One thing I'll say is the Steadicam guy had just, you know, he had a, a bout of, of COVID on another shoot and he was, he was coming back and I felt for him because, uh, you know, uh, holding that rig and, and having the, you know, the director want to do that long, long shot was, um, was, was one of those things where I was like, oh gosh, you know, um, but again, you know, we built that around David's performance. You you, you don't know in a scene like that um, what the physicality of grief was going to be. You can storyboard all you like, but when 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 it's you know when it's game time, um, and you see what the actor's doing, what David did, it was clear to me that we 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 mustn't leave him. You know, if 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 the family's going to leave him on the floor, the, the camera the camera is staying with 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 him, and and I think um, it 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 created a scene where we were forced to face, you know, not just his story, but also um, you know the the family and how they react, and of course a hug. There was nowhere to hide anymore in that specific shot that you're talking about, and I think many people will take different things from it, but it, it was really important to have it. To be unflinching, or the, the 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 from the viewpoint of the person watching it. Yeah, and David, like you said, there was nowhere to hide for you. So, how did you kind of run through the gamut of emotions that you did throughout that long shot? Um, well, as I alluded to earlier, I, I knew that the the job with this was going to be to crack my heart open and allow the camera and the audience in. So I didn't know what would happen on that day, but I had done a fair bit of reading um, around people who had lost children. And there were several accounts that described very bizarre behavior, which time having elapsed, the people talking about these experiences were able to recognize that that was bizarre behavior but it's what they did mm -hmm. um I, I remember an account of a woman who had just lost her child and just curled up in the fetal position in her child's bed for three days just wailing and that 
level of emotion was something she had not seen in herself before. Those sounds she made were not sounds she 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 knew that that position. Of course, we all know the significance of the fetal position and and the the location of it in in her child's bed. I mean, this and this was one of many accounts of just people, uh, uh, um, uh, an, another family decided to rather than have a funeral party they they decided to have a birthday party and some family members felt that was completely bizarre but the i remember the woman saying it was the only way she could handle the fact that her child was gone was to have a birthday party she did not want to have a wake um and, and which is is kind of bizarre so I, my point is that i turned up on the day just trying to put myself in the place of what happens if you are stuffing down this emotion and for whatever reason, a connection with a girl you've never met before who reminds you in some way of your daughter comes along and touches the the most vulnerable, guarded part of yourself. What, what, what happens? What happens if the cork is unplugged? What happens if the dam breaks? in in the most unlikely of places and all i knew is that what what should happen should be messy um and and thankfully i had a director in misan who was not scared of that and and who knew that capturing that in the most respectful way was the way to do it hmm. well you you talked about your your shared relationship with grief uh, the two of you uh, you also have the shared relationship of, of you're both fathers both have kids and of course this is a story about losing a, a child as well as a wife what did that shared experience of fatherhood how did that impact the after well you know um my kids are still little um you know they're they're three and five and um you know, I'll I'll dare say that I'm you know you know I've said this many times I'm I'm learning from them. I think you know, currently they're teaching me more than I could ever teach them, and there is of course there are two really incredible performances by two young women in this film, and um, we we need to listen to our kids, our youth more. Um, you know, obviously in in the final part of this film there is a child that that is seemingly unseen by her her own family yet she sees david when he needs to be seen um and um i'll leave it to the audience to decide what the hug means um but certainly um the the agency we give children in this film is is intentional and it, it may or may not come from me being a father or uh, but i certainly recognize that um uh, you know their voice their understanding of um, emotional situations is very, very important. Well, I wish I could chat with you longer. Uh, but before I let you go, uh, Masan, you're obviously a legendary photographer, like we've talked about. Uh, but this is your first ever produced film. Uh, how different was that experience for you? And 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 will there be more? Is this the start of a journey? Well, if the if the industry wants me, um, I, I I am available. Um, so I <laughs> I am. Uh, I am following in um in you know in in the wisdom really of of David and 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 hopefully he 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 will not get bored of hanging out with me um and and, and <laughs> will will uh, will show me the ropes um of course yes you know um early days um we're we're still really 
celebrating you know the fact that we've put what we've put on 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 the screen with with the after and what will be will be i feel this is what i was born to do um and you know i'm 45 years old and it's taken whatever time taken for me to get to this place and i hope i will be um given the opportunity to tell more stories well if i have anything to do with it that's a resounding yes um it's it's not every day you uh you find someone so in tune with the human condition. If 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 our job as storytellers and filmmakers is to hold a mirror up to that human condition, I, I simply cannot think of someone I would have more of a privilege to be in their orbit than than Missan. You know, eighteen minutes to evoke the kind of emotion, to display the kind of um assuredness with the camera with actors with the story with the themes is is truly astounding um i i i've rarely come across that in my my 25 year career and then you combine that with him being a transcendent human being steeped in in humility as well so um he's not going anywhere um is 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 the short and simple answer <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to see what comes next for both of you. Again, thank you for the film and and thank you for your time today. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Daniel Howitt's interview with the director and co-writer for the short film The After, Nissan Hariman, and the film star David Oyelelo here on the Next Best Picture podcast. The After is available to stream on Netflix and is up for your consideration for Best Live Action Short Film at this year's Academy Awards. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.